Oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on with my recording material. Do you hear that pop that is happening in this? I don't. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is what's going on. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the human experience. I'm your host, Himyo, a.k.a. True Him, a.k.a. Dynamism, a.k.a. Altruism, a.k.a. Activism, a.k.a. It all flows through him. And this is the human experience. Compassion in action. For all of you who are not familiar with what the human experience is, let me explain a little something about what you're diving into um i at first i have to acknowledge that um my setup is sounding crazy in my ears i don't know if that's translating into your ears um i hope not but we're going to keep on pushing because the reason i call this the human experience is because we are actively having experiences at all moments of our waking life well even in our sleeping life so we're always having these moments and um interactions so i like to be as authentic it may look messy to some but it is dynamic to all why is that dynamic because the word dyna means to add power to something and so if i am adding power to this human experience whatever may be happening in the background there's construction happening underneath me so you can probably hear some dips and dives and all of this things going on um there's a lot going on around me and still I choose to continue to have this human experience. I am not about being perfect. I am about being dynamic. And what that means is that the dynamism comes into play because if you are able to receive a gem or jewel or be entertained in some way by what it is that you are about to experience, then my job is done. I am not in the pursuit of perfection. Now, with that being said, let me rewind and say, the human experience is where I ask a guest seven questions that will allow them to compassionately express themselves so that you, the viewer, the listener, the audience, is able to experience the compassion that resides within said person. <sighs> now, what do I mean about compassion? Compassion is different than compassion. And the reason it is different is because I am saying ka, C-A, which represents vital life force. And when I am talking about passion, what I am talking about is the deep, welling, seated feelings and emotions that reside within us that get expressed. So when you put those two together, what I am talking about is the vital life force that is expressed through the feelings that we have in this conversation. So when I am talking about ka, passion in action, that is exactly what I am expressing. This is what you are seeing as you hear me talking. Compassion in action. I can tell you can feel it. So what I was saying is that um, so this is what my human experience has been for this morning. Um, I, I have some I'm testing out some new new things with this. I'm also, um, you know, I, I just got a lot going on. Uh, internally externally in both negative and positive manners but i choose to focus on the positive and choose to focus on the opportunities that are being presented to me at this moment and now that actually leads me into what i'm talking about about opportunities right because the opportunity to interview the individual that we are about to experience today came about because 
I took advantage of an opportunity that was presented for um, what I used to call mentorship, but what I now call Jagnaship. And so one of my Jagnas, who I am so fortunate that he's come into my life to be so that I can receive the gems and jewels that he's um, willing to to offer me um, in his 79 years of um, blacktastic life. And so, yeah, so through that relationship, I got to meet his queen, his wife, his his everything at this particular point in time. And so, you know, through that, with this being Women's History Month, I had to go to the woman that is creating the history with my Jagna in her own right and in her own way. And so that is why I uh, I was so excited to be able to bring her on here to be able to uh, be experienced by you all. And the individual that I am talking about her name is Miss Trudy Harper Hill, a.k.a. Umbutu, my aunt, a.k.a. Avatar Adi Kuar, is a student of life, a woman of faith. She is an empath, an HSP, a highly sensitive person, a spiritual guide, writer, author, and founder of Truth Relief Healing. Trudy has spent over 30 years researching the mind, body, and spirit connection, doing intensive healing work, and is dedicated to self-mastery, not S-E-L, not S-E-L-F, C-E-L-L-F, mastery, drawing from the divine source within. Trudy courageously overcame childhood traumas and eating disorders, clinical depression, loneliness, low self-worth, panic attacks, agoraphobia, negative thinking, and now creates practical and personalized healing and wellness programs for her clients. Trudy is passionate about helping others heal our infinite potential and being authentic moment by moment with compassion. She is an advocate for self-love, women, human rights, and animal rights, and encourages others to practice self-care like they lives depend on it. Trudy's dream is for peace on earth and for humanity to coexist with nature. Trudy resides in South Los Angeles with her husband, is the mother of two sons, and has three cats. She enjoys spending time in nature with family, friends, and animals, practicing yoga, dancing, and writing. And so I would like to welcome to the human experience, Miss Trudy True Love. Hey, Miss Trudy. I'm Trudy, here. Miss Trudy. How are you? How are you? How are you? I am well. And even better from watching your video last night, I'm just, I'm excited about what we're about to do because I just am open and receptive to let it flow, how it flows and honey, we, it's a ride. Okay. When I let it flow, it's a ride. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And you know what? But don't miss Trudy True Love, a tradition that we have here on the human experience is one of giving people their flowers while they are here. So these are for you. 
Thank you, Himyo. Yes, not only once do we like to applause and clap and 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 and, and um acknowledge. We don't like to do it just once. We we're gonna do it one more time. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, exactly, exactly. You know but no, but you know what? Just two times isn't yeah. enough. So let's give you mm. one more, cause three times a charm, right? Mm -hmm. nice. So that way, give it to me. Yes. So that way, if you are not used to people applauding for you, at least you know that you can digest this into your cellular self, and always mm. be clapping for yourself. So. Amen. Ashe. Ashe. So, Miss True Love, um, I read that lengthy bio, and um, and there was something in there that uh, really kind of came to my attention. So, what I would like to know, or my first question is, like, when did you start this journey of self-love? Well... First, I want to say that the way that I was raised, I feel like I always had a sense of myself because my parents were very liberal and they were very open with me. And so there was a there was a deep sense of myself as a child. Like I my my theme was liberation and being my true self as early as I can remember when I was five. And when somebody infringed upon that freedom, I ran away from home when I was five mm. because my parents gave me this birthday party. And I said I didn't want a party. I was very upset, um, you know, precocious little girl. And they gave me the party. I said I didn't want a party. So they finally found me, but I had already gone up and around. We lived in Kalamazoo, Michigan at the time. I had gone up and around, and I was like on the second block over playing with rocks. And so I always had a sense of myself, but that when my parents divorced, that's when all hell broke loose. And that happened when I was eight. And so I was in a new state without my rock. You know, I was a daddy's girl and I was just in full blown trauma. Mm. And there were some other things. There was, there was domestic violence going on in the home with my mother. And there were some other things going on, but I'm not at liberty to talk about other people's business right now. But how it impacted me mm -hmm. was that I was just lost. And so my intentional journey was self-love in terms of restoring my peace of mind, my sense of myself, my well-being. That began mm -hmm. in March 1987. So I was 19. I had hit rock bottom for myself as I know what rock bottom is. And that was with the agoraphobia. I couldn't even leave the house. For anybody who doesn't know what agoraphobia is, I was in severe panic mode because I had been suppressing the pain. I'm going to get more into that later because that taps into the compassion. But, yeah, so that's when I, that's when I began that intentional journey because I couldn't function. I was 19, and I was at the age where I came from a very um, professional family where the friends, the adults around were constantly saying, so tell me, what are you going to do with your life? Um, you know, I was 19. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the hell I was about to do with my life. I was just trying to be able to function. Mm -hmm. So does that answer your question? Yeah. So, it. I mean, so from my listening of you from that, it, it sounds like um, 
that that journey for you began at us you had a a semblance of a sense of self right and a sense of self-worth but due mm-hmm. to the ex- some external situations that weren't particularly in your control um it seemed mm-hmm. as though that uh that placed you in a particular kind of box or, or you know or brought about mm. a um a sense of anxiety because um these yeah. things happened that were not in your particular control and so you staying inside in the agoria agoraphobia was a result of being able to control the situation is what it sounds like to me um i was holding in my pain i was holding in the pain and i didn't even really understand everything at, that was eight at the time that correct. The trauma began, the real trauma began for me. Mm-hmm. And so I had been holding in the pain and holding in the pain and pressure will bust a pipe. So you can only imagine I was 19 when I just couldn't function. So mm-hmm. do the math. I don't I, I was like, it was like 10 years almost, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 10 years of holding in that pain. And so what we do know is that pain will always find a way. See, you know, so there is an organization that I run um, called King Conscious. Um, And what we do with King Conscious is that we specifically work with multi-generations of black males to um, address social emotional intelligence. And so one of the things that I do know and what it is that you just expressed was that, you know, we have these feelings, we have these emotions, um, and no matter how hard we try to suppress them or not let them out, they will always find a way out. And a lot of the times when we don't have the skills or haven't yet, or have yet to have developed the skills to be able to positively express those feelings and those emotions, they turn into things like you were just just describing for yourself you know like the agoraphobia the uh and the and the other senses of um um negative ways to try to uh, negative ways to release those pains and those emotions or to deal with those pains and those Mm -hmm. emotions um you know if you don't if you don't if you're not taught or if you don't know if you're not encouraged to insp- explore how to release those in a health in a positively healthy manner then you know that's that's where incidents and things of the, of the nature that you just described um become prevalent so yeah and also i do want to say him yo that my mother had actually because she was a child psychologist and she tried numerous times to get me to to talk. She took me to a therapist because, but for whatever reason, I just could not let it out. You know, you know how some people, I can only liken it to like when somebody is about to be attacked, you know, I've seen on movies and things and they freeze mm-hmm. that they're just in, they're in a state of fear that's so deep that they can't even move. They're paralyzed. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of that because people did try to help me, mm. but I was para- I was paralyzed and there was anger and things like that. But thank God I found my way out of it. Of course. And yeah. You know, that's yeah. that sense of trauma is, that is always prevalent in there. You know, so with that, that that sounds like a, a great um, segue into the first question that I have for you, Miss True Love. Yes. And. 
That first question is... That first question is... Hmm. What is it that you trust more? Your heart or your brain? Oh, definitely my heart. Okay. Bam. Like that. Like that. All right. So go into that a little bit more because based upon what you initially were describing about your the rearing of yourself, um, there it sounds like it was the it sounds like it would have been harder to um, say the answer that you said. So how did you learn to trust your heart more than your brain? Because when you fall apart, I know I hear a lot of people talking about when you just allow yourself to break open. I just, what happened was my aunt had given me a book in March 1987, it was called Let Go and Let God, and I never forget because it was such an intentional move to get myself to a state of wellness. Mm-hmm. And I read, we were in Indiana at my grandmother's home going, and the first, I, the first page just captured me. And I read that book, it was a small book, but I read it on the whole trip from Indiana to California. It was called Let Go and Let God. Mm-hmm. And it was speaking my language. It was speaking like all the things. I had lost my dad, so to speak. We He was back in Michigan. No, we had moved to Illinois at that time. So he was in Illinois. We were in California. My mom was young. She was working like 10-hour days. So I was a latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. And that's how I had grown up. But at this age of 19... I had been isolated, I was alone, and I read that book, and it was a Christian-based book. So that, it didn't matter to me what it was, because I initially was a Buddhist when I was 16. I had gotten initiated into the Nishiran Buddhist community. But it you was said Nichiren Buddhist community? Nishiran, the Nishiran, N-I-C-H-I, I don't know how to pronounce it. it was, Nichiren, Namyo Horenge Kyo? Namia Hurenya kid with the Gohansen and everything. Yeah, that's what I was born and raised yeah. as. That's what I still am. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, I segued out of that because I had gotten into it for, I'll get into that later. But the book, when I was 19, that is what led me to the Christian church. And this church that I went to, it was the next Sunday after I got off the plane. I walked down to the closest church. Because the book was talking about there's a heavenly father that loves you, that knows the plans that he has for you. And even though I see God as a spirit now and as a, at the best, you know, mother, father, God, and I'm not in the box of religion, it's still, I give thanks for that period of my life because I just broke open that Sunday they said, is there anybody out there? You know, they talked about the pain. They talked about you know, all the negative feelings that we can feel. Mm-hmm. They say church is, church is a, the house for sick people. And I was very sick emotionally. And so I, you know, I was afraid and I had been afraid. But you know how the saying goes, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired? Mm-hmm. I, was, I was at rock bottom, so I was afraid. But I walked up there by myself in front of all those people and I still get emotional to this day because it saved my life. It saved my life. 
and it set me free. That's why I said that I live from my heart, because, honey, baby, what you see is what you get. I turn up for my emotions. I love being liberated to share, because when we get into the compassion, the reason why compassion is such a big issue on earth is because people don't deal with their pain. Mm-hmm. How can you feel, how can you feel compassion for other people and you're not even feeling compassion for yourself? What about little him yo? What about little Trudy? What about little the little inner child inside of all of us? Mm-hmm. So let's get it let's get into that too. But back to back to when I broke open. It's such a beautiful experience that there were some grown people who just they were weeping him yo. When I walked up to the front of the church they could i first of all i could not even finish the prayer it's called a prayer of confession i think it was this was 1987 and i said i believe but like with every word and i believe that this was the thing if you accept jesus christ into your heart that you will you know what i believe that jesus is the christ the son of the living god you know he came to save you know the the word save that really appealed to me Mm-hmm. That this there was this God that was gonna save me, and so I was getting through those. I was getting through the prayer of confession, but in my weeping and in my in my sadness, that little girl. I'm so grateful I went back and got that little girl. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You know, well, that makes us thankful too. We're we're thankful that uh, well, I should say I'm thankful that you were able to go back and um, address, hug, console, caress, and um, comfort yes. that inner child, right? So that way, because yes. um, it sounds like from my listening of you, um, it sounds like when you were able. Oh, hold on, him, y'all. I, I want to get out. I want to get this. Oh. Oh, I know. Headphones yeah, dropped out. you have oh. people. I'm sorry, Hemio. I didn't. My thing. My headphones fell out. Do you have okay. people on? Um, there's somebody here. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah. So. Well, well, you guys, this is my first time on a live. How are you? Yeah. I'm so grateful to be on, but I lost my headphones. So all this protocol, I'm getting used to it's all good um so can you repeat what you were saying because i really want to hear you yeah it's what i was saying was that um it sounds like that from that experience when you were able to go back and um you know really console caress and 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 hold that um that little girl within you yeah it sounds as though that that's the impetus to that trusting your heart you know um yes. more than the brain is what i'm is what i'm picking up from what you were putting down yeah what now was what i was saying was that kind was it coherent were you able to really yes you were you your expression of the um of the joy the gratitude and the um appreciation that was um that was said was uh conveyed in the verbal form and then in the emotional release of tears which will um you kind of answered one of the questions that may be coming up so anyway what that will do is also now 
The next Tell me, question I'm sorry. I have for you. I'm sorry. Can I go back to that? Because I get a little emotional when I talk about it because I want to finish it off. I believe, I believe that the next question will allow you to continue where it is that you left off. And that question okay. that I have for you is, is it better to have beauty or be beautiful? I think what you mean by have beauty, is that be beauty, embody beauty this from is, the inside? This is your expression. So it's not about well, what I mean. Me. It's about what you okay. mean. Okay. Well, for me, it's much better to be the beauty. And being the beauty is being your true self. Being my true self. Because, honey, sometimes I can look tore up on the floor, so I'm not even really tripping about the outer beauty as much, even though, you know, it's important and I do appreciate beauty. But what really moves me is the beauty of who people really are, who I am as a sovereign being as a light being as a love being that's beautiful to me so i don't care really what people look like on the outside i but i do but i do like a beautiful space that's the only i do love beautiful uh, yeah i'm gonna have to attest to that one <laughs> you know what i'm and I, and I do love a beautiful space so yeah so then how does that um how, so it sounds like the answer you're going with is being beautiful, right? Or be, um, be beauty, right? And so yes. how did, and it also sounds to just help with the segue back into your completion of where you were at in the, um, mm. in the answering of the last question. It sounds like the, um, the being beautiful part also came around at the same time as, or, or, the beginning to understand what being mm -hmm. beautiful is also came about around at the same time that you consoled um, the, the, the inner child within you. That was the beginning. You called it the impetus, but yeah, that, that was it. That was the beginning of my transformation, my awakening. I had some deep, deep, profound experiences where actually when you want to touch on beauty, if I would have been concerned about beauty and how I looked, because it was an ugly mess when I let everything out. I'm not talking about one time. I'm talking about at inappropriate moments because that's when it would come out, the inappropriate moments. And so to get to the level of beauty that I love and that I embrace, it requires going through the ugly path first. Mm. You know, the ugly truth. It requires looking a mess because I looked a hot mess when I was just unraveling and I let myself unravel because thank God for the Bible and all of those scriptures that talk about our true identity that mm -hmm. talk about and these and these principles and these concepts and what I'm talking about in the Bible they're also in other holy books and so it's not just designated to the Bible but that love of God really really got me and so I was trusting that. I was just full, open, and receptive to that experience of healing and reaching my destiny. It was tied to destiny. Like, okay, there's a God that loves me, so I am safe. There is a God that knows me, so I'm not just here for no reason, lost, 
wandering around with no purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a there's a God that is my vindicator. So I don't have to worry about unraveling in front of people because no matter what, everything is in divine order because of this almighty God, this source energy, this father God, you know, remember my father. And that was a big deal. My father, my physical biological father was not with me anymore. So now I got this God and this God ended up being even greater than my biological father. So honey, I, I took that God and I rolled. <laughs> he took that God and ran with it, huh? <laughs> That's what happened, huh? You took the God and ran with it. wrongs a person has done or whatever state they're in at that moment mm-hmm. i can still see that person mm. and so yeah it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing this life i agree so okay so here's what we've learned thus far we have learned that um we have learned that it is about trust for you in your experience thus mm. far is um when you learned to trust your heart, you also learned about being beautiful. Um, and through those experiences, even through the um, the ugly experiences, you were able to still be beautiful in those moments because what was happening is that your true self was finally, you were allowing your, for your true self to finally start to become revealed. Um, and so in the process of the um, uncovering and um, and unraveling is through that process is where your your beautifulness became even more heightened. So now that leads me I, to I my next I was never thinking question. about being beauty, though. I wasn't thinking about being beautiful at the time, but that was the that was the result of me allowing the ugliness and the pain that was inside of me to come out, that the beauty of my true self came out. Correct. But I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to be beautiful, but I certainly was trying not to be as ugly. I hear that. I, well, it, I was it was. It's not necessarily about the trying. It was about what was uh, what was happening, and it was about the being, yes. right? So, difference. The big distinction between trying and being. And now, that's right. The question, Miss Trudy, true love, that is about to be on the floor, um, which we just actually kind of experienced, is when was the mm-hmm. last time you cried? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so, yeah, I like to cry. I cry like I, you know, I go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's all the same to me. Like a lot of people want to embrace me when I cry. And I actually don't like that because it stops my chi, my life force energy from flowing out. I'm just moving energy. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just letting, 
go, you know, in my pursuit of daily liberation. Mm -hmm. You know, there was something that I learned in um, in uh, when I was in the landmark forum and there were they would say that, you know, when people were going through their experience or doing some type of sharing and then they started crying and things like that, they would like mm -hmm. kind of instruct us to like, no, let that person be. Like, don't, yes. we don't need to go in there and console and hold and da, 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 let that person be so that they can fully experience what it is that is transpiring through them at the moment. And so that sounds like, like what you just described is like, you know, I, I like to be, or, you know, when I'm crying, I don't, I just want to be in it and allow myself to experience it. Sounds very similar to, to that. Yeah, that, that's true. That. Now the crying I just did was the I cry I cry when I'm very very grateful and I cry when I'm frustrated or mad. Mm -hmm. But I haven't I haven't actually been in any kind of sad grief. Like I guess I can't even think. Oh, when my mother-in-law passed in 2017. So that when I was feeling very grievous for about two weeks because I had a mother in love. Yeah, mm -hmm. I talk to her. I mean, I talk. I talk to you about her sometimes, don't I? Uh, very, My mother -in -law, very much, very often, <laughs> very often. Yeah. So she, so she was part of my dream coming true, one of my dreams. And so when she passed, I do believe that she lives on. You know, it was just a transition. Mm -hmm. But because she, that's a real loss. Somebody like her, it was a real loss. So and when I felt that grief, sometimes I would lay in my husband's chest and he would hold me so in that moment where i'm feeling grievous i would lay down and then i would want the holding but just to get a cleanse and to you know clear my energy i don't want to be touched i hear that so that i can yeah so i can let the, the tears flow out like i would go to the bathroom yeah you know so you you said a couple of great things in there right um number one you you talked about the the various expressions that are released through a cry right um and in the various types of crying right that um that one can do right and one of the things that i must say that that i um envied about what you were just able to to do right like what you how you were able to just release that right like that is that's one of the things that I have a very, very hard time doing, like just like crying. I don't I don't think the I don't I can't really recall the last time I was able to have a uh, a cry like that. And there's been and like even recently, there's been times when I wanted to cry, but it just it just for whatever reason, it just wouldn't come out. And you understand that because of like, you know what I'm going through with like not physically being in the presence of my daughter at this moment um and what that what that feels like and what that represents and all of that and so to be able to release some of the um yeah some of the that there's frustration there's anger there's um there's grief there's all of these things that are um are a result of what's not transpiring in that moment in it within my life um, you are able to be seen, um, so you can, uh, go back to the last camera view. So, um, yeah, so all of that, that's all of that, that's been able to, uh, to happen. One of the things that I really love about, um, 
you know, you and Baba is the way that y'all are able to just instantly express and allow for those tears and those things to, to, to come out, you know, whatever that, whatever that expression is, but to be able to release in a manner, not just through the words, but through the actions of the, um, of the tears because what's released in those tear ducts and what is released in that water mm. is those emotions, right? So it's making space yes. for, um, for new yes. emotions to be, uh, to develop and, and come through. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that Himyo. And I'm looking at you. Can you see me looking deep into your eyes? I can see. Yes. Cause you are very close to the camera right now. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> It's not giving us the best view, but, but Hey, yes, I can, I can, I do recognize it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, this is very important mm -hmm. because for it's very important for you and anybody who's listening, who also has that issue because I temporarily had that issue in high school mm -hmm. because I had always been free with myself up until high school. And then people, because I was still childlike, people were like, Hi, there's the little baby. You know, kids can start teasing and they're like, oh, she here she comes. Is the baby okay today? You know, I was teased a lot for my emotions, but what happened was I started getting headaches and uh, tension neck aches. Mm -hmm. And I just I just like to feel good. I don't know if you know that about me, but I like to feel good. We most most of us like to feel good. And so that didn't last long. But what <laughs> that reminds me of um, that reminds me of uh, the color purple. Do something to make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like, 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 um, what's that one with Halle Berry? With oh no, Halle that's Berry what it was. That was it was Monsters Ball. Monsters yeah, not Ball. not color purple. It was Monsters Ball. Do something to make me feel good. All right, go ahead. Right, man. Okay, but so you're the what happens is is that every 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 purpose of our body every every part of our body has a purpose. That's what mm -hmm. I was trying to say. And the tear ducts, it's not just the holes in the eyes, and it's not just tied to the heart chakra. It's also tied to the prompts. The body gives us prompts. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what you even call them. I don't even remember. But there's an unction in a person's spirit when they need to cry. It could be in their solar plexus, like in their gut, or it could be in their heart. And what happens is, is that we suppress it. And, you know, the body has cellular memory. Mm -hmm. So from the moment, so from the moment that you hold it in, you know, you, you might be something touches you or something you you get a release a moment uh, urge to release at work mm -hmm. or at a party when everybody's happy and it's somebody else's moment there'll be just something that triggers you that you need to release the crying wants to come but you know some people take a deep breath or some people you know it takes so much energy to mm -hmm. hold in the crying so what happens is the body gets programmed to remember how to hold it in mm -hmm. so holding it in disrupts the natural urge and the natural instinct of the body to release when we're touched when we're feeling emotional and naturally where we cry like mm -hmm. I, pra I so it happened to me one day I had been practicing to hold it in so I would stop being teased 
And then one day when I really wanted to cry, all of a sudden, this is way back when in high school, and I couldn't cry. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my God, I was very aware of the moment where I could no longer cry. You know how you feel good after a good cry? I guess. I, I don't, I, I don't, I, no, I, I don't know good. that. <laughs> I don't we know that because I don't have we, those. We can, practice, we can practice this because, honey, when you get this down, oh, my God, when you get it down, him, you know, it's like feeling like a caged bird, like you got let out of a cage. So when you get it down, you just have to practice it. Oh, and now I remember one of the ways that I practiced it was I was very sad and spirit at that time I was calling God spirit. So spirit said, what I want you to do, because I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be free. I wanted to feel like I had felt at times when I was a child and I knew I just felt like imprisoned, like I was this one person on the inside and another person on the outside. The outside Mm -hmm. person was was myself, too. But it wasn't integrated. It wasn't flowing. Mm -hmm. So I practiced and Spirit said, I want you to look sad all day. So I intentionally made, I I took the mask off. I was being totally inappropriate. So I took the mask off and I was riding the city bus at that time, 10 buses a day. I was on the Santa Monica bus. And from the moment that I got around people and I was acting sad, I mean, Mm -hmm. I was letting my sadness out. It caused a lot of attention, you know, a lot of eyes. So that was the first step to me getting to my authentic self and releasing my pain was that I I couldn't care about what people thought about me. Mm -hmm. I couldn't care about being appropriate. So I began my quest and I was crying at all different kind of places. Mm. And so it finally it finally came back out and it became natural. So when the when the urge would come, bam. I would just let it flow. So it was practice, and I just wore a really long face, like I was just looking real sad, mm. just real, just real sad. And it, it didn't match because spirit had said, like, tap into those weren't the words, but tap into your heart, tap into it. What does your heart really feel? And so I had like a serious, like really long face, and I practiced that. And that that same day, I wasn't. That same day, it wasn't. I wasn't in grief anymore mm-hmm. because I practiced the whole day. So it was like my whole work shift. And also, I wore wearing your hair nappy at the time. Natural hair wasn't in, wasn't in style. This was 1988. Mm-hmm. When I say that was style, at the height of the Jerry Curl. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was the European standard of beauty, and that's the other thing. I wore my hair all natural. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was very Europeanized and. I would get praised for my hair, you know, being silky and long, and it, I looked a mess. <laughs> it wasn't like the cute, bro. I just looked as bad as I could and as sad as I could, and they were like WTF when I walked into work. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get, I didn't get fired. And awesome. They didn't put me on no psychological leave or anything because the sadness wasn't even that profound anymore after I practiced that whole day. Gotcha. Because I ended up, la- I ended up actually laughing on the city bus because of the way people were looking at me. Mm-hmm. I ended up laughing, so it did bring forth. That's the thing. Like I have a testimony. It's in one of my poems. If we have time, I'll read it. It's called "My Joy Was in My Pain." Mm. Yeah, maybe add another one because uh, we're okay. we are run- we are running up against time. Um, okay. So that makes me lead me to the to the next question, which is, okay, Miss Trudy, true love. Yes. What are three words or phrases to know in all languages? 
for me is hi. Mm -hmm. And the other one is please. Mm -hmm. And another one will be thank you. Hi, please, and thank you. Okay, that's uh, those are pretty relatively simple enough. Hi, please, and thank you. All right, so we'll just run right through that question. That's pretty. Uh, that's 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 pretty self-explanatory in that one. Um, so now, I'd like to know, Miss Trudy. Mm -hmm. What scares you? Rats. Hmm. You know the possums out back. Mm. We haven't seen we haven't seen any rats, but those those scare me. Like something running up on me like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, let me think. Well, I don't want to take too long on this because off the top of my head, I was about to say nothing scares me because I was so scared when I was going through the the agoraphobia and mm -hmm. the panic attacks so that was part of the process also mm -hmm. and being my authentic self was everything that scared me i had to confront it you know straight no chaser honey i was like fasting there was no there were no cigarettes to calm my nerves there mm -hmm. was no you know i had to let go of a lot of things to confront the fear so i can't think of anything oh well it's not scared but i feel a little bit concerned about people breaking into the house mm -hmm. so i stopped wa i stopped watching chicago pd and um there was something called like stalkers <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> it was a show but i said you know why am i sleeping with a knife and my pepper spray i got i have like because a whole he was watching stalkers stuff. that night <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh -huh. so i stopped i stopped watching i said wait a minute i you know i i during quarantine, I had really gotten into TV. I'm like, now I can just binge watch. I was watching mafia shows, mm. all kinds of stuff. So that that and as I a result of afraid. as a result of that, um, mm. you're saying so you, by you watching all that stuff, it it quelled your your scariness. No, actually, so what you really actually just yeah. what I'm hearing from you from what you just said is that mm. you know when you went through your transformation. Um, and overcame that transformation and transmuted uh, the fears and the scares that you had uh, for the world. Mm -hmm. And so it, it then it became, you know, I wouldn't say mundane things, but it's just like, you know, things like uh, like animals or, or rat rat like creatures. Um, and, you know, what what tip I would I don't want to say typical, but which is understandable. That's like a, a, a common um a common scare right of animals and things of that nature of certain kind of animals mm -hmm. uh so that's yeah. that's I, I hear that I definitely so hear that. but i can t i can if you guys want to know i can tell you like i used to be afraid of a lot of stuff like i used to have a fear of public speaking so spirit said hey i want you to take this class so i took the uh, i took a speech class and i took um a theater arts class and but it first began with because I used to do this um, when people would look at me because the pain, you know, bottled up pain can do a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But what it did to me is it heightened the anxiety. Mm -hmm. So when people would look at me and stare at me, I was ashamed. The pain had been bottled up so long and I was in pain. So I then became got another problem. I was ashamed of the pain. Mm -hmm. 
And so when people would stare at me too long, I used to do this. Start twitching? Did you see that? Yeah, I would have a twitch. Yeah, Tourette's? Slight cases of Tourette's, huh? <laughs> people started staring at you. You just said, ah. <laughs> you gave them a reason. And that's what I'm hearing. You gave them a reason <laughs> to be staring at you. I was like, yeah, I was a twitch. And so what happened was, then Spirit said, so I want you to sit in front of the class now. Since you got the twitch going, now mm -hmm. go on to the, because I used to try to hide it in the back of the class. Mm -hmm. So then... Can you imagine? Can you imagine all the unraveling that was taking place? I I was only this the twitching was in, when I was eighteen. I, eighteen, actually. No, I was nineteen. It was the same period, like after mm -hmm. the encounter with Jesus. You're coming to Jesus so, moment when Jesus comes. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah! All right, so cool. I got you. I got you on that one. So, but I, I had to sit in the front. And so there was a, there was, I call him a boy. There was a boy, it, it was at Pierce College. There was a boy who used to drop his book on purpose. Bam! And, hold on. He would drop the book, him yo, and I would jump out of my seat. I mean, you know when you're wound up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, can ha it can happen to me now, but I, I'm mindful about my nervous system because it is so highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. So, I have to do yoga. Yoga yoga for me is like uh, dialysis for people who have kidney issues. Like they mm -hmm. die without it. So can you imagine? So when you, you can't, the humiliation. So to get to, to get to compassion, this is back to the whole point of why I'm so, I'm so excited about being on the show. To get to compassion, we have to first be compassionate with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And to be compassionate with ourselves, we've got to get through, dig through the pain that a lot of us are in. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to, let's say, it's easy to be compassionate for like a little child or an old person crossing the street or something like that, the easy compassions. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about healing the planet and global peace, that kind of compassion, mm -hmm. so that's going to... Let me, let me, can I tell you something? Uh, I, I guess so. At this point, you, you, you <laughs> keep on telling me something. <laughs> okay. So, so the compassion, like, for example, my husband was not monogamous when I met him. And I always loved the village in the polygynous life. I like that life. I, I could go polygynous or monogamous because I'm monogamous, but a lot of alpha black males that I've encountered all around, everywhere, they're not, uh, they're not monogamous. So for me, part of compassion was we were polygynous, then we weren't monogamous, and part of, part of compassion for me is allowing people to be who they are without giving them a bunch of static mm -hmm. and con controlling people. There's there, this thing about compassion, we should do like a, a one, a two, and a three, because this is my thing. I love compassion because it's been a journey for me since 19, ni 1987. Mm -hmm. And it's layered. So the compassion for, for the compassion for ourselves, really getting into that, for me, that was the hard part. Gotcha. And then letting, letting go of 
controlling other people. I'm still working on it. But. <laughs> no comment. Um, I, matter of fact, my comment to that is asking okay. you this next question. Um, okay. <laughs> Miss Trudy, we just found out that you're not okay. scared of anything except for animals at this point or rats and possum or rat like yeah, rat esque animals. Now we want to know what makes you happy. What makes me happy is first of all, I would say a good night's sleep. Cause mm. that's like a automatic default. Like the happy button will come on most of the time. If I just get a good night's sleep without somebody waking me up. Mm -hmm. um, then the next thing would be, um, my sons and my husband giving me love. They're all, they're all loving, but I like it. And I like, you know, I like the doses throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Like they, they say that I'm high maintenance and I was like, high maintenance. Cause I, I was offended at first that they weren't talking about high maintenance with material things. Cause that's not my love language. Mm -hmm. My love language is uh, communication or words of affirmation and touch. Mm -hmm. So that makes me happy when, as soon as the, like a, my default for getting a good night's sleep, but the sun also does that. When I open the blinds and the sun is out, the next thing is I'm putting on some Afro beats. Mm -hmm. So my music, very simple things. So my family, sleep, freedom of speech, music, water, these are things I really love, like set me up high mm -hmm. and na nature and just closeness like this. This thing right here that you're doing, I was like, Himyo has tapped into the zone with this compassionate. What is this called? A podcast? <laughs> yes, ma'am. OK, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, my God, when Baba comes on to this, this is beautiful. Yeah, when Baba like, comes, I could, I could literally. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I could literally talk like for hours on this. I, and I, like I was going to, uh, and I will wholeheartedly agree with you. And so okay. that's why when Baba comes on, I'm going to have to do some more, um, some more management. <laughs> so that way we can get through oh. this. <laughs> in, oh, um, oh, okay. So that we can get through this in the uh, allotted amount of time that we have uh, okay. set aside. But you know what? That's not, uh, in all seriousness though, um, you know, I'm I'm saying that, but we actually are right on time um, okay. with that because we have now come to Pregunto Numero Siete, which is Miss True Love. What is your purpose? My purpose, one of my purposes is to be a channel and a conduit for other people's pain. So that's tied to my truth relief healing business. That's heavy. Uh, oh, go ahead. My bad. <laughs> that's heavy. It's okay. Yes. Yeah, so, well, it, it it actually is. It actually is heavy. But it I'm I love doing it because my reservoir is open, so it helps other people to open theirs. So it was a gift that actually it was a byproduct that came through me as a result of me walking through my own pain. So I can see the pain with other people and I feel the pain. It's part of my gift of being an empath. I sometimes don't like it when I keep getting 
this person after this person because sometimes the crisis can hit back to back to back so that I don't like because I do still like to have time to myself mm-hmm. but I know how to go in and I can go in quick and help people to release it and so it's very it's very people they just say they feel light afterward you know because it's not fun feeling heavy like you don't want to get up and they feel light because you, you lifted because <laughs> you lifted it because you took it on you know it, it, it yeah, was it a transference through. it was a transference is what I, is what i'm hearing from that um yeah but well, go, that's one of the purposes go ahead uh we got you can get a you can get a couple more out i would say about you got you got about at least you got one more you got one more you could get out okay so that's one of the purposes but also um so the pain is one thing channeling other people's pain through me is one thing but the other thing that i notice that is very liberating for people is is that i come as myself wherever i go and since we're all energy i notice that my presence either shakes the stuff up from underneath the rug the truth comes out my brother said i'm like truth serum and and it happens pretty quickly so if there's any lies or conflict and i'm in a space usually it'll come up with my energy field being there or when i see somebody that is for whatever reason, they're not able to advocate for themselves. Spirit will lead me to the situation. I'll just, I'm, I show up somehow, you know, I'm, we're at the right place at the right time. Everything is in divine order. So I advocate for other people, the voice for the voiceless. And so that is one of my purposes also, is that it isn't, ain't no shame in my game because I have been through hell. I've been through hell. I've been through, I mean, I've seen people get raped. I've seen, I've known murderers, prostitutes, you name it. I feel like I've seen it. And so it's not too much. I mean, I don't, I can't think of anything that, any situation that really turns me off or throws me off guard. Like this podcast, like being on this phone, this would be even this was more complex for me. Like I had to wrap my head around being like Facebook live, like Instagram. I was the last person I know to get social media because I couldn't wrap my head around certain aspects of it. But dealing with a crisis situation, like with a rape or that would be easier for me three years ago than social media. You see what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, and in um in response to that what i would like to say is that um miss true love since coming into your um your orbit um i want to say number one first uh, thank you for allowing me to to enter your space um from the very first time that i was able to um you know first meet baba and then to be there with no that first time i don't think i was with my daughter um or or was i i don't know anyway but the first time you know just from coming into uh into your environment um you were very much so welcoming you were very much so um 
you were straightforward and to the point about you know what your what your rules and what your parameters were for being in the environment which i appreciate because you know it allows me to be able to know right up front how to move accordingly and how to uh, adjust to um to receive the, the to receive the gifts that um were are present for me in the space right and so mm-hmm. um throughout that i would say that uh, your purposes um, have been very much self-evident uh, and revealed through me in in our interactions, in the way that you um, embraced embraced my daughter, in the way that you know the level of care and the level of um, um, of interaction that you uh, have had with my daughter in such a in such a short amount of time right and the and the and the way that she was able to um in her two-year-old self understand that this was a safe environment for her to be free right um so creating Mm -hmm. that space and that environment I, i i feel is directly related to you um being the space holder within that environment and so i want to one acknowledge you for that i would also like to say that you know through the work that you through the work that you do um is very much so Mm -hmm. needed in this world and yes it is very uh self-evident that you have experience you have been through an authentic human experience and so through that authenticity and through you choosing to um to learn even deep even more deeply about your experience um through that revealing of yourself there's that's the very reason why your name is miss trudy true love right and why you and Mm. and through that journey of you um coming into a full understanding of what love is the good the bad the ugly of love and then embracing that and going through that process so that that way you can then be um because empaths are basically mirror are the my understanding of of what empaths are and what they do and their purpose in this world and and for Mm. them having this gift is because they are truly able to become the real reflection of those that are around them right so then to be able Mm. to because i've been taught in um in my rearing that you know everyone is a reflection of what's going on on the inside right so everyone Mm. is a mirror of your feelings, emotions, and, and, and thoughts and, and things that, that are happening inside the universe that is you. And so mm-hmm. you having that gift to be able to receive, feel, hold space for, and then um, regurgitate back to individuals mm-hmm. their, um, their true selves um, is a gift that I have seen you be able to do in real time with me, mm-hmm. with my, um, with Charlotte, um, and just even the way that you were able to, you know, um, want to want to embrace her and, 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 and speak with her even, even as recent as two days ago, you know? Um, so I would like to, you know, from the bottom of my heart say, thank you for, for choosing to step fully into, um, your being and thank you for choosing to, um, allow yourself to uh to be a container that 
provides individuals from your overflow, right? Because what was happening before what my interpretation that what was happening before your awakening Mm -hmm. was that these you did not you your container wasn't full so you were so heavy mm-hmm. and weighed down by the the uh by your world that it just you just didn't know what to do with it and so that added to your um anxiety and not wanting to um be out in the world because you didn't you had not yet learned how to truly wield the power of your gift and so when you yeah. were able to do that you were um when you were able to do that and start going through that process you then became feeling other people then became a workout for you and now but at this particular point you have become so strong that that heavy lifting that that you do for for the world you are now able to um to lift the world up because you've been working out for so long and you have become so strong in the sense of self that you are and the love that you have for yourself that now you're overflowing because you cock diesel with love, right? Um, you are pumped with love. So then to be able to, um, you know, share that lift that and be able to be as so strong that you can take it Mm. on, you can take on yours and others Mm. simultaneously Mm. uh, becomes um, something that I salute, bow, and uh, and respect. And so thank you for allowing me to be in your world. So now with that being said, um, the floor- May I say thank you too? Yes, I was just about to say, with that being said, the floor is yours. So for the next minute and um, for the next minute and a half or so, please let the people know um, where they can reach you, how they can reach you, what you got going on, where you got it going on at, and all the rest of that good stuff. Sure. I, I want to say thank you, Kimyo, because I like what you said, and that's the truth. You know, my husband is the one that gave me that name, Trudy True Love. And when he'd see me for the first time, he'd say, Trudy True Love. And I said, wow, I love that. You know, that's blessed that I have somebody calling me Trudy True Love. And so that's how he, you know, he'll answer the phone, Trudy True Love. Or my wife, Trudy True Love. I really like it. Uh, Also, I have been on hiatus from my work because... You know, it's been 33 years of doing my own healing work and then also helping others cross over. And when I say cross over, you know, getting through the pain and getting them situated and stabilized. So I was very, very run down. I'm, I'm getting myself back together and I'm getting my energy back up. This quarantine has been a lifesaver. I mean, this has been one of the best times of my life, this whole pandemic because it allowed me to recalibrate and to work for my own internal clock, which moves a lot slower. Remember I was saying I need to go a little bit slower because I get wound up very easily. And so um, I have, like when you said, would I be on the podcast? I accepted that because it's an opportunity and I, and you know, it sounded fun to me. And then when you showed me what you really do and you know, I saw the video, I said, Oh my God, I'm about to go on a trip you know, with him, yo. So I I really like that. And um, so people can reach me on my Instagram page, but my, I'm 
just coming out of a hiatus and I move with spirit. So it doesn't mean that I'm going to be available. So it just depends on what spirit says. It's a case-by-case thing. I'm at, at Trudy, T-R-U-D-I, True Love, T-R-U-L-O-V-E. And I do work with my husband and I actually do work with families. But he and I are, are finishing up a maintenance counseling. We're doing like a little month run. So I'm not saying I'm available or I'm not available. You see where I'm coming from? I'm saying that it just depends what spirit says. But, you know, feel free to reach out. I work with women. Uh, my husband and I, we do work with couples. Just depends on the situation. And that's what, the other thing I really love about um, being in the quarantine is I've come off the clock. I did, you know, meet you on time. But I've come off that clock. I am I'm moving with spirit now. And I don't allow anybody to lock me in to anything that I don't I said honey my wellness let me let me give let me drop this to you guys my wellness my state of mind my peace of mind my happiness isn't dependent upon who has a baby shower a wedding a party a home going service and I had to get really really selfish to honor this so my true self my truth what i need so that i can be as happy and healthy as i can be it flows with the spirit so when i have a friend who said okay i'm gonna call you Flo." she doesn't call me trudy anymore she says hey what's up Flo?" because they know <laughs> they know i gotta do what i gotta do to stay healthy and keep because if we're not healthy and we're not well then we're not going to reach our full potential and so that's my primary that's my number one Gotcha. Well, thank you for um, for flowing with me today here at the Human Experience. This is what compassion. Oh shucks! All right, this is what compassion in action is all about. It was just expressed through a uh, dynamic being such as Miss Trudy True Love. Thank you for joining us here today on the human experience. And I thank you and you and you. I thank Paula Russell and Norma Luna and John Wesley and Steven Espinino for all joining us here at the human experience. Compassion in action. I am your host, Himyo, aka True Him, aka Dynamism, aka Altruism, aka Activism, aka it all flows through him i'd love to give a shout out to our sponsors omen timepieces omen timepieces check them out make sure you check out omen timepieces at omentimepieces.com let them know that himyo at the human experience sent you i also want to give a shout out to beard zion beard zion they are that provide you with that heaven on earth feeling so check them out at beardzion.com and make sure you use that code at hecka 21 and lastly but not leastly i would love to give a shout out to v-o-u-r-n great on ig for the intro and outro music thank you brother for allowing us these sweet sounds that gets me in the vibe every time i hear it so if you are looking for production music for your production check out b-o-u-r-n great he's there for you i would like to say be peaceful be happy be productive and be you because you matter 
نم یا هارنگه که نم یا هارنگه که نم یا هارنگه که سی آن نکسیم نکسپیرینس بیتس